Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Hagiga has been dedicated in memory of Hacham Raful Muhaddeb Ben Garaz and Marie Muhaddeb Bat Jamile. Ruah Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Elion Amen. Dedicated by Dr. Isaac and Lily Mahadev Hashem Ishmirim Vihayim Amen. Daf Kafhe. Today's Daf is being studied the Alun Shmat of Ram bin Esther. Ruah Hashem Tirihana Bagan Amen. Today's Daf is being studied the Alun Shmat Amiruham Shadiftar Bik Studi Amin Vishanim Azra bin Tun Mazal. Ruah Hashem Tirihana Bagan Eden Utinish Matot Rabbi Sola Hayim Amen. Today's Daf is being studied the Fuash Shalimah Yosef bin Rachel. Enna Rifanalo. We begin today's day with Chavdal and Amud Bet, and we start at the Mishnah, which is eight lines from the bottom. Homer Betrumah. Now we discuss different stringencies that Terumah has over Kodesh. Till now we discussed Homer Betrumah. The stringencies that Kodesh has over Terumah. Now we go in the other direction. Homer Betrumah. Shabihuda in the area of Israel called the Yehuda region. Ne'emanim al taharat yain v'shemen kol yimotoshana. The Amaris they are trusted that their kodesh is tahor all year long, which is a big Amaris brings yain or shemen to the Beit Hamikdash. We can take it from him. We can trust him that it was done betara all year long. However, when it comes to Tirumah, only at the time of the Gat and the Bad. Gat is the wine press, and the Badim is the press of the oil. Which means you can only trust a Hama'aris, that he has Tahara, at the time of the pressing season. But any time uh, before the pressing season or after the pressing season, he has no Ne'emanut for Tirumah. So while Kodesh is an all year round Ne'emanut, Tirumah only has a Ne'emanut of Tahara, only specifically during the <coughs> pressing season. Nashi. If let's say when they were pressing it, uh, they they dedicated it to the Beit Hamikdash for Kodesh, they're believed no matter when they give it. She's all year long. We trust them. going to explain why the Gemara only picked the region of Yehuda. What about other parts of Israel? So again, when it comes to Kodesh, he's trusted all year long. Now they don't make wine and, and, and uh, olive oil all year long. They only make it during the pressing season. The Hadush is that even though he made it during the pressing season, he gave it to us later on during the year. He still doesn't have manut that he watched it with Ta'ala when it comes to Kodesh. However, when it comes to Terumah, Davka, that he gives it to us, Bish'at, Hagitot, and the Badish. It's a stringency that Terumah has. Avru Hagitot Vabadim. So now, let's say the pressing season passed. Ve'viu lo habit shel yayin shel Terumah. And he brings, let's say, a barrel of wine of Terumah. Lo yekabelena mimenu. He cannot accept it. Because we hold that after the pressing season, it's Tameh. Therefore, Achimim said to the Kohen, don't accept it from him. However, Aval, Maniha legat habaa. The Hadush is that the Ama'aris is able to keep it to the next pressing season. And therefore, once the next pressing season comes around, we say that there's Tara again. And therefore, it's, uh, he has a way to get it kosher again. So you just wait, wait, wait till the pressing season. And uh, it, 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 then we'll say it's uh, okay. That's she. 
והביאו לו המאס לכל חבר, אבל מניחה המאס לגת הבאה, ואיש יתנן לכהן. So that's a leniency. Again, it's all these all strangers of the rabbis. So the rabbis can be lenient and say, listen, Palmer, during the pressing season, there's Neimanut. So you missed the pressing season? Let him hold on to his tenumah. Let him give it next year during the pressing season, and we can accept it then, because again, during the pressing season, we say that Amar is careful. Comes the Mishnah, gives another case. Ve'im Amar lo efrashti letocha levi'it kodesh, Ne'eman, which means, uh, let's say, uh, the Amaris has Tiruma in his gut, in his uh, habit, his barrel. Tiruma, Yain. And let's say um, uh, it's not the pressing season. No, it's not believed. However, if he says, in the barrel, I also designated a Rivi'it, a few ounces of Kodesh, <coughs> which means. There's some Kodesh floating somewhere in this barrel. So I have a mixture of Terumah and Kodesh. I designated to give Kodesh, and therefore, and I sanctified it. And how's it going to work? I guess you have Terumah and Kodesh mixed. So the way it works is with using the concept of Bereda. Meaning, whichever, um, if you eat of wine, I take out and use for Kodesh, I say retroactively, that was the... The vi'it that I designated. But bottom line, I have a mixture of Kodesh and Terumah. So we're going to say like this, Migu Dine'eman, a Kodesh, Dine'eman a Terumah. Once already you're believing him in this barrel, that the Kodesh is Ta'or, so the Kodesh goes up the whole barrel. So now I can believe him for the Terumah Shebo. When don't we believe it, Amaris, all year long when it comes to Terumah, when it's full, 100% Terumah? That is only at the time of the Gitot Nebadim, the pressing season. But here, where he's telling us that the vi'it of Kodesh in the barrel, so then already, Rashi's language, bottom Rashi, that since we say he's believed for the Kodesh, he's believed for the Terumah. Last case of the Mishnah. You have a barrel of wine, or a barrel of oil, Amdumaot means you have a mixture. We're assuming over here, you have Hulin, regular food stuff, but you did not give your terumot and ma'asrot. That's called medumah. Medumah means that if you have, let's say, cholin um, in there, so in the cholin also you have the terumah. The terumah that's really supposed to be given to the kohen. So at this point we're assuming you have a mixture of cholin and terumah in a barrel. Okay? Well, chaurah, cholin and, 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 and terumah that's, uh, should not have nemanut only during the Pressing season. So the Mishnah says, okay, We have no problem with that. There's Ne'emanut during the time of Gitot Abadim because he has Ne'emanut. But here's the Hadush. They called them the Gitot Shivaim Yom. And we even give him a 70 day dispensation, which is, he believed, even 70 days before the pressing season. Because that's when they start to purify their vessels, 70 days before. Now, obviously, we have a contradiction. We just said when it comes to Tirumah, we only believe in during the pressing season. Now you tell me you have uh, a mixture of Cholin and Tirumah in a, uh, in a barrel. He's believed not only in the pressing season, that's tall, but even 70 days before. Well, why, why are we giving me an extra 70 days? So we'll have to wait till the Gemara to see exactly the case, and then it'll be justified why we're giving him a 70 day uh, extra, extra dispensation here. She just tells you, Gat is a uh, terminology used by wine, and Bad is a terminology used by. Oil, but both are the respective pressing seasons. Okay, so let's just re- let's review the first deen in the Mishnah, so we can go right to the Gemara. We said Chomer b'Truma. There's a stringency in Truma that in Yehuda region, 
they're believed al taharat yain and shemin for kodesh all year long. As somebody comes and brings us kodesh amaris, brings us kodesh in the middle of the year, we don't even ask him questions. We accept it. It's good. It's tahor. However, if he brings us teruma all year long, he's not believed. Meaning, we say tamen if we can't accept it, unless he brings it to us during the pressing season. But the Gemara made a point to say this is all in the Yehuda region, right? It says neemaniim, right? Homer betuas shibi Yehuda in the Yehuda region. So the Gemara says. That we only believe him on Kodesh that comes from the Yehuda region, but not from the Galil. That's another region. Which means the Gemara, the Mishnah is very careful when it says Yehuda. It's coming to exclude Galil. The Gemara says, My Tama. That's the reason why you don't trust him in Galil. Even for Kodesh. Because there's a strip of the land of the Kutim that separates between Galil and Yehuda. Yehuda is the Yerushalayim region. And therefore, in order for a person to get from Galil to Yehuda, he had to pass through the strip of Kutim. Kutim were like the converts that converted uh, uh, to Judaism, but they were fake converts. They only converted either because they were scared of uh, lions, and uh, they were not Lashem Shavayim, the Kutim. And therefore, Hakamim put Tum'ah on the lands of the Kutim. Just like they put Tum'ah on the lands of the Guim. So therefore, there's no way you're going to be able to transport it. Once you walk through the... Land of uh, Kutim to get uh, Yehuda, already the battle is going to become Tameh. So it's, it's nothing wrong with Galil per se. It's just that uh, the map has a ritzua of, uh, of Kutim in between. So therefore, only stuff that's made in Yehuda, you can go, go directly to Yerushalayim to the Beit HaMikdash without getting involved with the Guim. Rashi, ritzua, that's a strip. Rashi, ritzua, actually, it is Sahamim of Sekh Ben Galil Yehuda. Yerushalayim be Yehuda. Yerushalayim is in the Yehuda region. Yerushalayim be Yehuda. Yerushalayim be Yehuda. Yerushalayim be Yehuda. Yerushalayim the rabbis put a tum'ah on the, the, the lands of the Goyim, which means, forget about Amaharis now, even if, let's say, the Kodesh belongs to Tamid Al-Kamim in Galil, doesn't matter, this is not a Nyar of Amaharis anymore, there's no way they're going to be able to get through, so therefore, as she says, you're not going to be able to bring it for, for Nesachim, for the Kodesh, because there's no way you can transport So the Gebarah says, Veniti, what do you mean, why don't you bring it, Beshida? Meshida is in a carriage, teva, a trunk, umigdal, a closet. Which means, bring it in a sealed box, and therefore the sealed box will be chotzetz, from the tum'ah, and therefore put the barrel, put it in a, in a box, and transport it like that. Ha'mani, the bee, you know, we're following the opinion of the bee. oil zaruk oil. A flying oil, oil that's in the air, is not considered an oil, which means an oil that's, that's being transported by people, right? So the oil is not touching the ground, the oil is in the air. They suspend it. So then we have a rule. An oil that's zaruk, that is suspended in the air, is not considered an oil. Therefore the tum'ah is going to enter, and it tries to go through it. Oil zaruk. It's not like a, a house that's a stationary sitting on the ground. This oil over here is suspended in the air. Suspended in the air is not considered an oil. And the rabbis put Tuman even on the air of Eretz Amin. So therefore the air is going to go through the, the, the box. And then what's going to be Tameh? The Tanya, we have a bright Somebody, a human being, that enters the land of the Guim. In a carriage, in a trunk, or in a closet. Rabbi Metameh. Rabbi says the guy's Tameh. Why? Because bottom line, oil zaruk, a flying oil, or an oil that's suspended, is not considered an oil. It's not going to be nafsik. Rabbi Yosef says it's going to be Tahor. Look at that she, oil zaruk, oil, and metaltel. Meaning a moving oil, venizrak, lav sheme oil. 
להיות מפסיק בין אווירה של ארץ העמים, והם גזו על אווירה. Okay, so therefore the oil is being it's carried basically, you know, in the uh, moving oil. We call it like that, moving oil in the uh, in the air. So therefore Abishtah is going like Rabbi. So therefore you can't bring from uh, Galil. There's no way you're going to get it there. I have another way to bring it there. Why don't you put the Kodesh in a Kliharis? Samit Patil, meaning seal it and close it, knot it up. And therefore we know that Kliharis can only be metameh from the... Inside, so therefore you have a way to uh, save the uh, Kodesh. But a Kiri Hayres, but that's a bit patil. Amar Be'azar Shonin, we have a teaching, the rabbis taught in the Braita, in a Kodesh Nitzol, but it's a bit patil. The rule, Kodesh is on a high level. The rabbis made a stringency. Kodesh will not be saved, even in Hayres, that is, Samit patil. Meaning if you have the waters of the Paraduma, already they're sanctified. It's called Mehatat, the waters that are used for Paraduma. The waters of Paraduma are not saved in a Samit Patil, implying my love ha Kodesh Nitzol. So the implication is Mehatat, no. But Kodesh, yes. So obviously the fact that the Arabs are going out of the way to say Mehatat is not saved, it's coming to exclude something else. So Swashba Kodesh is saved. All it's coming to exclude is mind that's not Kadosh, meaning mind that you didn't designate yet for Mehatat, that's not going to be saved. That is going to be saved, meaning Mehatat, Samit Patil is not going to save it, meaning Tumah is going to go in. Mind that you didn't designate for Mehatat yet, meaning you didn't Makdish it yet, regular waters basically, so that will be saved by Samit Patil. But Kodesh, Kodesh will not be saved. So your implication is only from hatat to hatat. Me hatat, that was designated, and you did it, use it already for it, means it's Kodesh, it's hat me hatat. Then already we say the Samit Patil does not save it from Tum'ah. And what's the implication to make? The implication to make about regular waters that you're using for hatat, but you didn't designate it yet for hatat, then the Kli'ahiris will save it. But Kodesh does not get saved, does she? She'ena mikudashim, she'lo nitana efra alhem adayim. Oh, that's it. It's waters, but you didn't put the ashes in them yet. So those type of waters will be saved. However, Kodesh will not be saved. So the Samit Patil is not an option. Uh, what are you talking about? Amar, Ula, Ula said, Havrayam Madchan Begilila. That the Tamidah Khamim, they would press the oil or the wine in Galil and they would purify themselves. Madchan is, they would purify themselves. They would purify themselves and make oil in Galil. Now, what are they making it for? They can't use it for. Uh, for, for anything, because they're not going to be able to transport it. So why do we have a statement of Ulan that says that Tamid Akamim would make the um, wine and the oil in Galil? For what purpose? And they did it with Tahara, so obviously they did it for Kodesh. Uh, what, what are they going to do with it? They store it, and they wait for Eliyahu Navi in order to purify it. Purify what? Eliyahu Navi, when he comes, he'll show us a road that can bypass the Eretz Amim. Jeez, we have a problem, we have a Ritzu'akitra, we have a strip of land that's blocking. And now that he comes along, he'll show us a little road that we can go through to bypass Enes Amim. And therefore, they wanna, they're excited that the Bet might be built right away. So they want to have their Kodesh prepared. So don't we thought that they were preparing Kodesh for now. How can they prepare Kodesh for now? You can't get there. No, they're waiting for now and I mean, they come to show them a, a path in order to get through. Look at Rashi. Shem lahem shvil. And that's why they're excited to make it now, anticipating the coming of Eliyahu Navi. Come to Gemara continues. 
believed even on Tirumah. Meaning, Amaharis is careful at the time of the pressing season to make sure all the vessels are Tahor, right? And therefore we can receive it from him. Murmini, we have a contradiction. Agomer Zetav. Okay. A person is finishing his olives, meaning he's finishing the process of making olives. Now we know that olives, after a certain time, uh, there's oil on the olives. That oil is able to be machshir the olives in order to receive tum'ah. Olive oil is one of the seven liquids that's machshir a fruit in order to receive tum'ah. However, uh, this, this hakshara only comes at the end of the process. In the beginning of the process, he, we learned the rule that for hakshara to work, he has to want it. And he has to be willingly. At the beginning of the process, he doesn't want the oil to ooze out yet because he's going to lose the oil. So therefore that hakshara is not hakshara. But at the end of the process, which if he collected them and put them in the press, now he's happy that the oil is coming out. So that oil has the ability to be nakshir the, um, the olives. So it says now, hagomer zetav. Now we're talking about an amaris. Okay? He's coming now to finish the process of making olives. Yeshayir kupahat. He should not. He should put a box on the side. Of olives, which means, and he should give it to an ani kohen as teruma. What are we gaining here, Rashi? Which means, make sure that when he gives it to the uh, when the ani takes it, the kohen, make sure that it wasn't uchshar, meaning that it was did not become wet yet. And the kohen then will finish the processing of it. And therefore, we see what? That even this is Sha'atakitot, he's pressing. And still we're telling him what? Don't give him the regular Tirumah that you press. Because we don't trust him even in Sha'at Hagitot. That's why we're making him give a box of unfinished uh, olives, and we're going to let the Kohen finish it. Because you give it to the Kohen before Hakshara sets in. Because once Hakshara sets in, it sounds like we're saying the Amaris is Tameh, he's going to be Tameh the olives. Therefore, the only way to give Tirumah, we have to give it to him before he finishes the process, we give him dry olives, and let the Kohen finish it and make the olive oil. Alma, what do we learn from over here? That the Kohen is not even believed, even in Sha'at, Ha'agitot, not even believed at the time of the pressing. Right? No question. Which means, Afle is the late crop, which means it seems that certain people would miss the season. And therefore, we're talking about over here, where the guy's pressing late. Afle. So that's what I consider the pressing season. Okay. Right, afilot is late. However, harfeh is the early, which means it seems majority of Taisa would press at a certain time. At the time of the main pressing season, the early pressing season, we'll call that, everybody's considered taut, even Amahanish, give them the gray, give them the olives wet, no problem, we don't have to worry about, uh, I mean, give them the oil even when it's finished. I'm not worried about that the olives became tummy and all that, because it's a pressing season. But this case was talking about what? Ba'afleh. There's what? The guy was late in pressing. So therefore, everybody's not pressing. He's the only guy pressing. Well, him and a few people. Therefore, that's like I said, Therefore, he's not believed. Therefore, the only way to give it to him is what? To give it to him before it became mukshar, in order that there will not be a problem of Tumav and Amar. It's good, Ashi. We're talking about the majority of the world, the pressing season had indeed passed, and therefore, we're not going to believe the Amaris. Give me an example of a late pressing season. It says, He don't like your fathers. Your fathers are olives. They're considered late. 
And therefore, like when, when your father presses, that's considered the late press. And therefore, the Amas does not have a name, Manut on a late press. Rabbi Yosef, Amar of Yosef is a different answer. Begidila Shanu. We're talking about in Galil. What does that mean? Nashi. Which means, according to this answer of Rabbi Yosef, he's saying that that which we said, that the Amar is, is not believed. I'll tell you really, he's talking about the pressing season, regular pressing season. But what? When did we say that Amaras has Ne'manut in the pressing season? That's Dafka in Yehuda. Yeah. You know, this case was talking about over here in Galil. So that she says, Umatnitin de katani de behem ne bihuda ka. This is talking about in the Galil region, and the Galil region is not going to be Neiman. Uh, and Tosfot explains that in Galil they had a lot of uh, oil, so therefore a lot of times they would be pressing even after the Shata get to that lot of olives. So therefore it was always a late uh, press. Somebody has a question. The other side of the Jordan River. And regarding Galil region, they have a status of Yehuda. For what? Meaning, they believed the press. Which means, I'm not worried about Galil with this Ritzuash and Kutim when it comes to Tirumah. Tirumah don't have to bring to Yerushalayim. Tirumah can give to the Kohen in Galil. That Kohen in Galil. So therefore, this clear statement is saying over that during the time of the press of Galil, yeah, they trusted. When it's the wine press season, they trusted for wine. When it's the oil press season, they trusted for oil. But you don't trust them for wine at the time of the oil press, and you don't trust them for oil at the time of the wine press. But what do you see in this Gemara? That even in Galil, there was a name Manut, Bishat, Hagidot. So we're back to the question. So you can't, how could you answer that these Amaharis people, they were pressing? So yes, oh yeah, that's in Galil. Implied that in Galil, even in the time of the press, they not believed. That's not so easy. Clearly, even in Galil, for the they believed. So the Gemara says, you have to go back to the original answer. What's the original answer? Late press. That really we're talking about, uh, we're talking about even in Yehuda. We're talking about everywhere. Uh, so why these Amaris not believed? At the time of the pressing. They're not believed because it was the late press. Which they're doing it after everybody else. Therefore, there's no Ne'emanut. But the Maskarat Gemara doesn't matter. At the time of the pressing, Throughout Israel, they believe, whether it's in Yehuda region, whether it's in the Galil region. I, why does Amaharis have to give the, gra- the olives to the Avdra Kohen before they became Mukshar? Just uh, we said that Shatakitot, that was too much Shatakitot, Afle. Afle is the late season, and therefore there's no Ne'emanut. Good? Comes the Gemara and continues. Avru, Agitot, and Badim, Vibiulu, Habit, Shriyan, Vilu, Yikablena, and Mena, Aval, Bani Halikat, So we said over here, let's say hey, Amaharis comes to the, uh, to the Haver. Kohen. And he gives him his tirumah after the Shatakitot. What did the Mishnah say? Don't accept it. You can accept it. You have to assume that after Shatakitot it's uh, Tamer. So what, what does the Mishnah advise the Amaris? Hold on to it. Hold on to it till next year. And next year when Shatakitot roll around, you go to the Haved. Even if the Haved knows that that barrel was the one he, he tried to pawn off last year, as tirumah, doesn't matter. Hachemimu, not gozeh, Shatakitot, therefore you can give it to him. Good? So comes to give an answer question. Let's say the time the Haved, he took it. He shouldn't have taken it. He took it at the wrong time. He took it Shlom Shatakitot Abadim. Maush Yenihana Legataba'a. Is the Tamir Hakam is the Haved allowed to store it till next gat? Which is I know you said the Amaharis is able to, but now the question is he gave it, he received it. 
unlawfully. He shouldn't accept it. He took it. So now we say, well, show the Shatakito. What do you do with it? Can he keep it till next year? Well, what's the side? Well, let's keep it next year. I'll wait till Shatakito, then I'll eat it. And Shatakito, everything, everything becomes taon. Mm. Or do I say, no, it's a takala. Because I'm going to leave it in the, in the, the Haver's house. He might come to eat it. He might come to eat it. Shalom, Shatakito. It's going to be a problem. So that's the question. Yeah. So Gibra says, Amar lehu Taritua. So we have a Bifirush Mishnah. Taritua, we have a Mishnah that explains this. Okay, let's learn this case. Haver ve'ama'aris. You have two brothers. One's a Haver and one's ama'aris. That means one guy's careful, one guy's not careful. It happens. Shiyarshu et avihim ama'aris. They inherited their father. That was ama'aris. Okay, so the father is also an Amaris. Now the father has goods to inherit them. He has fields, he has product, wheat, wine, this, that. So now we have to discuss how is the Yerusha divided. Okay, so again, Haver ve'amaris. She'yarshu et avihem ama'aris. Ya'chol lo marlo, the Haver can tell his brother, Tol ata hitin shibim komploni, vani hitin shibim komploni. Which means like this. The guy's worried over here. Now you have, let's say, bundles of wheat. Right? Let's say you have 100 bundles of wheat. So, really, technically, they're brothers, they're 50 50. Some of the wheat belongs to the Haver, some of the wheat belongs to the Amaris. So now the Haver, he doesn't want the wheat that became Huxal Tumah. Because the wheat that became Mukshar, his father touched. His father's Amaris, so that wheat is now Tameh. He got nothing to do with that. So he wants the wheat only that was never Mukshar. He wants the dry wheat. So technically he can tell his brother like this. He can organize it. You take from that section. He pawns off the, uh, the wet stuff. He says, I'll take from this section over here. Now, how are we allowed to do that? So we're able to uh, invoke the rule of Berera. Berira says like this Both of us have 50-50 in this whole pile of wheat So retroactively I say The part that I took That was my part from the beginning So I'm not thinking that that's not mine And whatever you took You end up taking your own So you can make a division like that Look at Nashi right? The guy knows The haver knows That these wheat over here were hukshar Meaning they got wet you don't want to get involved with them. If they got wet, as far as Amar has touched them, they can't do anything with them. Well, I'm going to take the other wheat over there, that did not become Mukshar. Since it's the same species, and we both have 50-50 in the species, I'll use the principle of Bidra, which says what? I'll say retroactively, I got what was belonged to me from the beginning. And when, when I give him his 50%, that was his from the beginning. We don't say that the Haber gave the Ama'aris Tameh stuff and took the Tahor stuff from the Ama'aris. We don't say, I'm taking his stuff and he's taking my stuff. Say, no, everybody's getting what they... What they, what they deserve originally from the original uh, transfer. Aval, continue Rashi. Bishnemining, let's say you have two, two species. You have wheat and barley. Okay? We don't say, for example, let's say all the wheat was uh, mukshar. 
Aber can't tell the Amaza. You take all the wheat. I don't take all the barley. No, because I have a piece of every species. So therefore, bottom line, what I'm really doing is I'm giving the uh, Amaris now uh, a piece of my uh, my chelik. And what's the problem with that? Dikshemet avim nafal chelik zeh vechelik lazeh bechol aminim. Which means when the father died, there's a piece of Yerusha in each species. What's the problem? Let's say I say like this. You take all the wheat. Right? And I'm going to take all the, uh, all the barley. So basically, I'm giving him now a helic of my wheat. It's not retroactive. I don't say retroactive, it's his. I say that part of my wheat now I'm giving to the Amaris. Now some of this wheat, let's say, was not mukshar. Correct? Let's say some of the wheat was not mukshar. Now by giving it to the Amaris, what am I causing him? I'm causing him to metame now the wheat. That's already left there. Which means it's a suit for me either to give an Amaris tamer stuff or to give him tahor stuff where I know he's going to be metamet. If I'm giving it to him, if it's his, it's his, I nothing. Meaning, when, when it's all wheat, I get mine, he gets his, I say, it's his. I didn't give him anything, he's just taking what is his. However, if it's a like wheat and barley, I take all the barley and I give him all the wheat, so now I'm giving, we don't say when he takes all the wheat, it's taking his own. No, there's no bit of part of that wheat is mine. That means I'm giving him my chalik to the Amaris. So that's giving the Amaris a product. So therefore, I'm being over on because I'm causing that wheat now to become tamer. Because some of it's tahor. Now, now, you know, once the Amaris comes in contact with it, whatever it's going to be, it's going to become tamer. Or I'm giving him tamer stuff. So therefore, I'm giving them uh, the things that are uh, tamer. So look at the look at the Gemara again. Let's read this case again. We're coming to a point, but let's get the case uh, clear again. Haver, the Amaris yarshut avihem Amaris. Barrels of wine, you take these barrels, and I'll take those barrels. Again, this guy's trying to take the barrels that he thinks are taor, he's going to get rid of the barrels that he thinks are not. But it's the same species, no problem. He tells us, listen, you take the the moist stuff, the stuff they got hukshar, uh, let's say, right? Vani yavish, and I'll take the dry stuff that you can't do. Tol ata hitin, that you take hitin. Vani seorin, that already cannot uh, do. Why? Because you're going to be machshil down. When you do that, you're giving him your stuff. You're giving a piece of your stuff to him because you both inherited, let's say, all the wheat. So now by saying, all right, you know what, you take all the wheat, I'll take all the barley, you're giving him a halak of your wheat. And therefore you're being makshil uh, di amaris. Now, that's the basic uh, statement. That's the basic statement. Vitani ala, here's the key. We have a brayta on this that says the following. Oto haver, this haver, soref halach umaniyah etayavish. What does he do with his part that's lach, let's say? The stuff that got uh, lach, for example, let's say the oil. Oil is lach. Okay, now we're assuming that, let's say, uh, there was teruma over here. Let's say the father inherited teruma to the kids. It was teruma. So now, the son, Haveri, gets now 
this oil. He says, so for sure, the oil, the father was metamet. It's already after the pressing is oil. What does he do with it? He can't uh, benefit from it. So he says, what does he do? Soref Allah. Let him burn it. You can't eat it. You're allowed to burn tirumah. You're allowed to benefit from it when you burn it. So therefore, let him make a uh, fire. Okay, let him make a fire. Let him benefit from the light. No problem. Umaniyah itayavish. But what? Let him, let him keep the dry stuff. The dry stuff, no problem, because it didn't become tamir. And therefore, he's able to hold on to it. Ashi. Soref etalah. Im kohenu. Oh, by the way, the haver over that inherited it is a kohen. And the shemen is for Tiruma, Madliko Lenerot. That's the rule, by the way, but with Tiruma that became Timeah, well, you're not allowed to eat it, you can't put it in a salad for olive oil, but you can burn it and use it for Nerot. Okay, very nice. And what does he do with the other stuff? With the other stuff, he can uh, hold on to it. The, the dry stuff that did not become Mukshah, uh, no problem. Right? He can use that stuff. Now the Gibra asked this question. Amai, what are you saying over here? Yani hena legataba. You got a problem with this oil, right? <clears throat> Why don't you just wait till the next pressing season? Once the next pressing season comes, we say all the amara stuff becomes tahor. So therefore, what are you telling him to burn it for? Let him just wait till gataba. Ella, what do you see? Once already the kohen took it, shilob b'shatagitot. You can't wait till the next gat. Wasn't that our original question? If the queen took it, can he just wait until the gat? We see from here now. Because what did it say? He never did his father. This Turumah that he got the shaman, no good. Can't use it. Can't use it. What does he do with it? Burn it. Why burn it? Let him just keep the barrel as it is. Wait till Shatakitot. When Shatakitot comes, Abbas says, Nehmanut again. And let him use it. So Gemara says, No proof. We're talking about an item that has no gut. Has no pressing season. Oh, you thought we were talking about oil? Yeah. No, we're not talking about oil over here. We're talking about beer. Uh-huh. Beer made from, let's say, uh, dates. Dates don't have a pressing season. You could press dates all year long. So therefore, you cannot bring a proof from this case over here. Wait to Shatakitot. There's no Shatakitot for, for, for this over here. And therefore, once already you inherited this, this date beer, from the Amaris, no, you can do it. It's tamir. Wait, wait till what? There's no, there's no something he taught over here. And therefore, what? Burn it right away. So the says, wait, I have another option. We have another rule. Amaris is also believed on the holiday. Shalosh and Galim is also named. Everybody's been tired themselves before the regal. So wait for the holiday, which means wait till Pesach. And then it's not already be able to, uh, to benefit from it. It's talking about an item that's perishable. An item that's perishable that will not. That will not last until the regal. Which means, if you're able to store this stuff to the regal, benefit from it. Talk about an item that he's not going to be able to wait. By the time the regal comes around, the thing is going to spoil. So therefore, the Gemara really leaves this question in the question. The Gemara had a question. Uh, you, the, the Kohen takes it early, takes it after the Gitot. Can he hold on to it until the Shatta Gitot? The Gemara thought to say from this, you see, you can't. Because when he inherits his father's Amaharis, what, what do we say to do with the Tirumah? Burn it. Why burn it? Wait. Let him wait. Now we're talking about uh, there's no shatakitot in this item. There's nothing to wait for. Okay, fine. No gitot, but there's regal. No, you can't wait till the regal because it's going to be perishable. So we have no proof that really, maybe I can say the guy is allowed to hold on with the haver until the subsequent shatakitot. Look at that sheet. Bedvashen no gat. An item that does not have a pressing season. Kegon, shechar temarim. Right? The shechar temarim shatiruma. You have date beer of teruma. Ve'ay soref lashon ibudu. 
Okay, when it says soref, which means that now we got to go back. When we when we when we said it was oil, I understand what soref means. You burn it, meaning you make a fire out of it. But how do you burn date beer? Date beer is not flammable. So that she says the word soref would mean if we're learning date beer, you get rid of it. Soref doesn't mean necessarily burn. Soref means destroy. You understand when I was learning oil, I could learn soref literally. Learn, make a fire out of it. But now that I'm learning it's date beer, but the verse says soref. And so that means uh, get rid of it. So she says, so that flesh on ibudu. Good. So that's uh, that's that subject over there. Okay, let's just go one more one more keta. Oh, very important rule. Let's say the kohen shelo He comes along and says to the kohen, "This truma over here." But in the barrel, I also designated the eat in that barrel for kodesh. So what do we say? Once he's believed for the kodesh. You believe for the whole thing. You believe even for the teruma, right? Because he's believed for Kodesh all year round. Okay, so now the Gemara goes and explains. It's to this case over here. Tanana Tam. Modim betshamai u betelil. Betshamai agrees. And betelil. They all agree. Shibotkim leose pesah. Veembotkim leochle teruma. What are we talking about over here? Remember we learned about Sikhat Berachot, the subject of a Beta Paris. What's a Beta Paris? Beta Paris is a field. There was people buried in that field. It got plowed. The concern is that when the plow was digging under the ground, it picked up some bone fragments. Not a bone fragments are strewn across the field. Hence it's called the Beta Paris. Paris is pieces, little pieces. Pras. So now it's strewn all over the field. Now a guy, let's say, let's go ahead. He wants to uh, go bring his Qurban Pesach. Okay? And the only way he can bring his Qurban Pesach is got to walk through this field. Now what's the problem? We're worried that you might have bone fragments the size of a barley. Bone fragments the size of a barley, if he's going to step on them. Or he's going to move them. So therefore, as he walk through the field? So we said, Jesus, he walks like on his uh, knees and he blows. Whatever's a big piece, he'll see. So therefore, he's careful from the big pieces. Not worry about that. And the small little piece like a serodah, he just blows out of the way. He blows his way through the field and he goes across. Are you going to tell me what about the bone fragments underneath the ground that he doesn't see? Bone fragments are not mitamebe oil. So I'm not worried about the bone fragments underneath the ground. What about basar? Basanamit is mitamebe oil. We're talking about over here, we assume that it already spoiled, decayed already. So the issue is not basad, the issue is only the bone fragments. So now the question is like this. I have two scenarios. A guy wants to go eat tiruma. Will I allow a tiruma eater, meaning a kohen, to walk through a field, be minapeah his way through the field, and tell the guy, you didn't eat puah, you're taught, and eat tiruma? So the Gemara is going to say like this, for Tirumah, I'm going to be Mahmir on the guy. But for Qurban Pesah, I'll be leaning on the guy. I mean, to bring his Qurban Pesah, which is really, you have a time to bring the Qurban Pesah. Pesah, you have to bring the Qurban on the right, uh, on the right, uh, right day. So therefore, I'm going to be lenient, because this is why there is all the stringency of the rabbis, that's being Minapayah. That maybe there's a full fragment, well, it's all Humrot of the Rabbanan. So for Qurban Pesah, they have to bring in the right time. I'll say what? Blow his way through the field, I'll say, Yutahot, bring the Qurban Pesach. But for Tirumah, there's no time you have to eat Tirumah. Eat it next week. 
Therefore, I'll say for Turumah, I'm going to be ma'mir. Let him get sprinkled on the third day and the seventh day with paradumah. And then, then now you're covered. Because I'm, I'll tell you what the concern is. If I don't bring my Qurban Pesach, I'm hayaf karit. So therefore, I'll say, you know what? Bring the Qurban Pesach at the right time. Yunipuah is effective. But on the other side of the scale, if somebody eats Turumah when he's Tameh, he's hayaf mitabi shamayim. So on that case of the Turumah, I'll say, you know what? Relax, take a week, so he'll have a time to sprinkle himself with the third and the seventh, and eat the tirumah. So you see what's going on over here? So let's read this case over here. Umudim, betchemayu, betchemayu, shibotkim ne'osei pesah. Botkim meaning, you're able to make this bidika, we'll see this inspection on the field for pesah people, for people that are making korba pesah, ve'en botkim ne'okhle tirumah. But for eaters of tirumah, we don't make the inspection. So the people ask, my botkim, what is this inspection on this field? Amar of Yehudah, Amar Shemuel, menapeyah adam betaparis veolech. Meaning the subject of nipuah. Meaning for korban pes, I let the guy blow his way through the field to get rid of all the fragments, to put them on the side and go bring his korban pes. But for terumah, no. Can we read Rashi? Let's read Rashi. Shebotkin no se pesah betaparis kibafresh vazil ayah olech laasot pesho. O betaparis shesadeh shenecharas bo kever. There's a field that they plowed up a kever. Mafsiko botko benefiha. If there's an etzim the size of a barley, they'll see it and they'll keep away. So I'm not worried about the bone fragments that are underneath the ground, because there's no problem of oil. I'm just worried about maga masa, touching it or lifting it. If he, if he moves it with his foot, it's going to be a problem. So if he just walks through, he blows it across, then there's no problem. Beautiful. Next Rashi. But for Tiruma eaters, I'm not going to rely on this checking. Why? There's no specific time to eat Tiruma. Let him wait seven days. Let him sprinkle himself on the third and seventh day. Since the whole law of Betapaz is rabbinical, maybe there's more fragments. The rabbis are not going to be stringent to the place where you can get karet. If you guys have been about Pesach, Pesach, Rishon, there's Pesach, there's, there's karet. So therefore, they were lenient. Good? Now, V'rebi Hayabar Abba Mishmet Do'ola Amar, Beta Parashini Dash Tahor. Good. He says, no, you know what the inspection is? He has a different understanding of what the inspection is. You have to inspect, was the field trampled on? Because Rabbi Hayabar is holding like this. If the field was trampled on by people, there was traffic, I can assume that all these pieces over here became... Less than the size of a se'ola. And therefore, no problem, walk right through it. So, we have a mahluk at what the bidika is. Is the bidika either nipuah, or is the bidika go check, investigate to see if the field was trampled? If the field was trampled on, no problem. If it wasn't trampled on, it is a problem. Good? Now, Le'ose, the Gibraltar explains the logic. Le'ose pesah, for the people that bring Korban pesah, Lo'i'amidu devrem kom karet. Since Korban pesah, you don't bring the Korban pesah's karet. So, the rabbis were lenient for him to bring the Korban. So long as you didn't eat puah, or you investigated to see that it was trampled on. Midash. So when it comes to Turumah, the opposite way. Turumah, if a guy eats Turumah when he's Tameh, it's Hayab Mitah. So therefore, I'm going to be stringent. And tell the guy, hey, you walk to a better palace, I don't care if you made any puah. Wait seven days until you eat your Turumah. Good, that's the facts. Now we get that question. The guy went... Went through the field, made bidikat through nipuah and all that. Can he eat korban pesach? Yeah. So now I want to say like this: the question. Once already, he's allowed to eat bring korban pesach. Do we say, I can eat turma as well? 
once his inspection helped him for Gurban Pesach, does it allow him now also to... I made it through me, I walked through You tell me I'm Kashef for Gurban Pesach. So maybe you can say now, once he's Kashef for Pesach, let the Pesach bring him to, to, to eat the Tirumah as well. So Gera says, Ula Amar Badak Lepeshoh Mutal Lechom Betrumato. Ula says, you're right, you would be allowed. Rababar Ula Amar Badak Lepeshoh Asul Lechom Betrumato. He says, no. Pesach, you're okay, Betrumah, no. Amar Lehusaba. So the old rabbi tells Rababar Ula, not to flog Ale De Ula. What do you argue on Ula for? Don't argue. He's trying to tell him, you should be okay. Why? Well, it's done. He has a Mishnah like him. What's the Mishnah like him? Our Mishnah. Didn't we say that if the Amara says that there's a Rivit of Kodesh in the barrel? So since you believe for the Kodesh, we said you believe for the whole barrel. So once already you believe for the Kodesh, you're going to leave also for the Terumah. Here also, Once already believing for the Pesach, so you can believe for the Terumah. Therefore he tells, don't argue. Well that's right. He has a Mishnah to support him. Therefore he's believed on both. The Mishnah said, if a person has Kadeyayin v'chadeshem and barrels of wine and barrels of oil, we assume that this case over here, that the barrels had a mixture. That a mixture of terumah and a mixture of hulin in the barrels. We call that meduma'at. So we said that the amaris is believed not only bish'at agitot, not only at the time of the pressing, but he's believed even 70 days before. Now the Gemara is going to analyze this case. Tana, we have a statement. En emanim lo ala kankanim velo al terumah. Every statement in Amaris is not believed, not on the kankanim, that's the barrels themselves, the jugs. Nor is he believed on Tirumat to say it is Tahor. Now we have to analyze the context of this Tanaic statement. Kankanim demai. What type of kankanim are we talking about? What type of jugs are we talking about in Amaris does not have the Imanut? I kankanim de Kodesh. If we're talking about kankanim that had Kodesh in it, that can be. Migu de Meheman a Kodesh, Meheman na mea kankanim. Once when he's believed all year long for the Kodesh, we have to believe more also that the Kankarim that the Kodesh are in are also going to be Kasher. So that, that cannot be the case. Ela Kankanim de Trumah. Also, must be when we say that he's not believed on Kankanim, it means Kankanim of Trumah. So the Gemara Peshita. Hashta at Trumah lo Meheman. A Kankanim Meheman. If you're not going to believe him on the Trumah, Shalom Shatakitot. So certainly you're not going to believe him on the. Kankanim, which means what's inside the Kankanim is not believed on the sense. So it's a kosher kendi, the barrels themselves, the Kankanim themselves. So we're questioning now what's the case. Ela berekanim de Kodesh ubishar yemot ashana. With the discussion over here is empty barrels of Kodesh. Meaning, after the Ama'aris empties the Kodesh out of his barrel, that barrel now loses the status of Tehorah. I mean, so long as the Kodesh is in the barrel of the Amaris, he's believed all year long, been on the Kodesh, been on the barrel. But once he empties it out, so we say the Kodesh is good, I mean, he can take the wine, for example, put it on the Mizbeah, but now the barrel loses its status of Tara, and now, because it's coming from an Amaris, then we have to treat it with Tumah. That she, that she says, Berekanim de Kodesh. Le'achad she'ira mehem Kodesh, after he emptied the Kodesh out, and he was watching it for Kodesh, which means all year long. 
Because when it comes to Kodesh, it doesn't matter. He's Ne'eman on Kodesh the whole year long. But once he empties it out, remember the Salakha, once he empties it out, the Kankan is not believed. Ubimele'in de Truma ubish'atakidot. Now you say, bigger Hadush. That even bish'atakidot, that we say we believe on the Truma, it's only on the Truma you believe, not on the jugs. Which means that Ama'aris, even bish'atakidot, the rabbis only trusted to take the Truma from him. But his jugs themselves, even Mishatakitot, is going to be considered Tameh. Alright, so now we understand the original statement when it said, Tana en ne'emanim lo ala kankanim. It's kankanim of Kodesh that was emptied out any time of the year. Velo ala teruma means Mishatakitot. Even though we believe on the teruma, we do not believe on the kankanim of teruma. That's the law. Look at Rashi. Ubimele'in de truma Mishatakitot. She's giving us a wonderful sevara over here. Why were the rabbis lenient to trust in Amaris? So we learned till now because everybody's metahed their vessels at the time of the pressing. But now that she's giving us a second logic. We also did this in order to make it easy for the haverim to collect terumah. If we're going to be strict, and you're going to say that all the food of the Amaharis, even Mishatikitot is Tameh, a Kohen, Haver, is not going to get Tirumah from anybody. It's going to cause him a tremendous Tefsid. So in order to allow Haverim to receive Tirumah, that's their livelihood. So therefore, Hachemim Alini, Mishatikitot, Haver could take from the uh, Kohen. So it says, Rashi, The majority of the Tirumah came from Amaharis. So if you're not going to let them take it on the Gitot, so you cause them a financial loss. Therefore, they will lean you when it came to the terumah. However, ala kankanim lo eminum. But that lineage doesn't uh, extend to the kankanim. Ve'ena kohanim haverim mekabrim mema kankanim ima terumah. So what do they do? You can accept the vessels. Ela me'arin otalich lehen. Let the ama'aris, empty out his terumah to the haver's vessel. And let him take back the scaly. Like we're going to say later on. Okay, so that's the basic principles. We got some halakhon. Now we're going to ask a question. But I says, Tanam, we learned Tanam Mishnah. Kadeyayin, you have barrels of wine, vechadeshim, and hamdumahot, that have mixtures in them. Now, what is this mixture? So the Gemara says, My lam, hamdumahot, the trumah. It sounds like we have a mixture of hulin and trumah, which means it's tevil. What does tevil mean? Tevil means that you didn't take the Terumot and ma'asot yet out of this mixture, out of this uh, product. So therefore, inside of this um, keli, you have cholin with terumah. What do we say? We said the amaris has ne'emanut, not only b'shatagitot, but he also has ne'emanut 70 days before. And what did the Mishnah say? The Mishnah's language was, ne'emanim alehim b'shatagitot v'abadim, and Rashi points out that it's Masra, we believe him even on the vessels themselves. So now we have a question. I thought when it came to Tirumah, the Ne'emanut is only on the Tirumah, not on the vessels themselves. So how could you tell me in the Mishnah that we trust the Ama'aris when there's a mixture of Tirumah in the Hulin? You trust him for the vessels even. How? I thought vessels of Tirumah are not trusted. That's the Gemara's question. Gemara answers. Amre deber bihaya midumaot de kodesh. You know what was in this mixture over here? We thought it was just a mixture of cholin and terumah. 
but actually it's a mixture of Hulin and Tiruma and Kodesh. There's Kodesh in the in the in the in the in the in the in the, uh, in the Habit as well. And what do we say with the, with the law of Kodesh? Is once you believe him on Kodesh, so we believe him also for the Kerim of Kodesh. So long as the uh, Kerim have Kodesh in them, the Kerim are also believe that they're going to be Betara. So therefore, we originally thought the case of the Mishnah was just Tiruman Hulin in the in the in the, in the, in the Habit. So therefore we ask the question, what do you mean? How can we believe on the uh, Habit? I thought there's no Emanut on the Habit. No, there's Terumah as well as Hulin in the uh, Habit, in the Habit. And therefore the Habit is also, we trust him and we believe him to say that it is Tahor. So the Gibraltar asks the question, Gibraltar's question is, Umi'ika dimua la Kodesh? question is like this. Dimua means, the word Dimua means a mixture. Now when I have Hulin, automatically in my Hulin I'm going to have Tirumah. Because I have to take Tirumah out of the Hulin. So in every Hulin you can always say there's a potential Tirumah in there. Because I'm going to have to take out a part of it to give it to the Kohen. But in every Hulin, I don't say there's automatic Kodesh in there. So how is it possible to say you have a Dimua, you have an admixture over here with Kodesh in there? It's not an automatic, but she's Tirumah for sure is in there. Because in the Hulin is Hayyub Tirumah, there's no Hayyub for me to take. Kodesh out of my Hulin. So give me a case, we have Hulin in a uh, Habit. You didn't take your Tirumot. Okay, so there's Tirumah in there. We'll consider that it's considered Kedushat Tirumah in there. But why should there be Kedushat uh, Kodesh in there? So the Gemara says, Amre, Tebere Bilai, Bemetael et Tevlol litol memenu nesachim. You know what the case was? You're right, it's all Hulin. But when he was putting the Hulin in the Habit, this Amaris, he had Kavanah that he's going to take from this Hulin eventually, Kodesh. Which means in his mind, Hulin, he has in there. Tirumah is also in there because he has to take out Tirumah, that's fact. But this guy we're talking, his Kavanah was when he put it in the barrel, let's say it's wine, that he had Kavanah, I'm going to use part of this wine to put on the Mizbeah. So therefore it has the status of Kodesh. And therefore we say what? He's believed, not only Mish'at but will believe him even 70 days before, and will believe him even on the barrels. Why? Because since he has a Kavanah for Kodesh, and for Kodesh we said the barrels we believe him for, so that's the case. The only question to Sfot asks over here is, if you tell me that there's Kodesh in there, so why is he only believed 70 days before? For Kodesh we say we believe the Amaris all year long. Then why did the Mishnah only limit lead to a 70 day period before the, the wine press? Because you say that's when they start preparing their uh, press to, to purify them. If there's Kodesh in there, it should be Tahor all year long. So Tosfor answers, there's not really Kodesh in there yet. The guy just had Kavanah that I'm going to take something from this mixture and use it for Kodesh. There we're Mahmir on the 70 day rule. If there was actually Kodesh in the barrel that he designated a piece of the barrel, piece of the, the wine, part of the wine for Kodesh, then anyway, he's believed all year long. The reason why we're more Mahmid in this case is because he didn't actually designate, he didn't say three ounces of this barrel is Kodesh. He said, uh, I'm preparing this that uh, eventually I'm going to take out some Kodesh from it. Oh, so that already helps us that he'll have Ne'emanut for what? Not only in Sha'at but we'll give him a Ne'emanut even 70 days before. I, but what do you mean? I thought Tirumah, we only believe Shataki taught. Yeah, but there's, there's, there's potential Kodesh in there. So therefore we give an extra 70 days of Ne'emanut. Oh, how could you believe on the barrels? Because the Kodesh, 
makes you uh, believe, make the Amaz believe on the balance of himself. So let's just review the halakot that come out. Tiruma, the Amaz is only believed b'shatak yitot v'abadim. Only during the time of the pressing. And even then, he's only believed on his tirubah, but he's not believed on the barrels, which the Amaz has to empty out his tirubah to the Kohen and take his barrels home. For Kodesh, the Amaz says in Emanut all year long. He has a barrel of yain for the Sahim. He's believed all year long that it's Tahor. However, once he empties his barrel, empty barrels of Kodesh, there is no Emanut. But so long as the Kodesh is in the barrels themselves, the Amaz is believed on the Kodesh as well as the barrels themselves. When you have a mixture in a barrel of Hulim with Tirumah that wasn't taken out yet, that wasn't taken out yet, and with an intent to eventually take from this mixture Kodesh, there there's an Emanut on the Amaris, not only at the time of the pressing, but even 70 days before the pressing, and the Hidush over here is that he's believed even on the barrel that he gives to the Kohen, because it's this Kodesh in there, or potential Kodesh that's going to be taken out, he is believed. Let's read this in Nashi. <coughs> the Nashi right before the Mishnah. B'metahir et tablon l'nesachim. De'ika cholin ve'kodesh v'trumah. Now he has in this barrel everything. He has cholin, he has kodesh and terumah. Mi'igu de'me'eman ha'kodesh. Since we believe we're ready for the kodesh. Me'eman na'me'atrumah. We're going to believe him also even though it's not the time of the pressing. also for the kankanim. Why? For the barrels. Which means, he says over here, it would be a genai for Kodesh. To come along and say that the barrels that the Kodesh came from, which means that you give it to the Kohen. Now the Kohen has this uh, barrel. It's going to be a good night to say that once you empty out the barrel that used for the Kodesh for the Mizmah, that barrel becomes Tameh. So therefore, in this case, he's believed on everything. Comes the Gemara and continues. Kodem the Kitot Shivim. Where they get the 70 day process? 70 days. Where they get this number from? 70 days. Amara Bayesh Ma'amira will learn from it. Dinaw. There's a law. On the share crop that's working in the fields, there's a rule, he has to toil, to purify the vessels for the pressing, 70 days before the pressing, which means, for me, you learn a law, that guy is a work, he's a aris. So his job is, 70 days before, he's got to make sure he starts to prepare the uh, the uh, press. That's why the Mishnah picks 70 days, because that's already they're starting to work on the press to be metahedit. <laughs>